This week, we're going to be talking about the week of March 6th through the 12th. It's going to be the full moon in Virgo and Saturn in Pisces. We are celebrating our, well, actually, we're supposed to be celebrating our 150th episode, but we missed it. It's all on the wrong week, but that's okay. We're very excited to be celebrating having this many episodes out with you guys. This is our 152nd episode. Scott's going to share his exciting travels from going on a trip for astrology. It's his first astrology business trip. And then moving into the astrology, the full moon in Virgo is going to urge us to release any criticism that's holding you back from being compassionate to yourself. Saturn is beginning its transit through Pisces. And so Scott's reflecting on his third grade teacher who reminds him as the embodiment of Saturn. And then I also reflect on my managers at work embodying that Saturn energy also responsibility. Saturn does punish those who are hiding from doing the work. It also rewards those who take responsibility for what has been assigned to them. The work for Saturn's transit to Pisces is to commit to showing yourself compassion in order to harness the faith necessary to bring your dreams into reality. Stay tuned. The weekly transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The weekly transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The weekly transit. Well, Ingrid, how are you? This is a big week. I just want is to it? tell you right now. It's a big week astrologically. Okay. Is that, is that, because, a, good, is that a good thing? Sure. Why not? You know, I mean, it's the full moon in Virgo, but on the same day as the full moon in Virgo, Saturn moves into Pisces. So March is a, is a huge month astrologically. There's there's so many shifts that are occurring in March. You know, like in February, there are like six major transits that occurred. Three planets moving into new signs in in March, there's 10 major oh. transits that are occurring and seven planets moving into new signs, two of which is Mercury moving into two different signs. But anyway, it's big. It's a big deal, and I'm excited to talk about it. But before we do, I want to talk about something with you that I wanted I, – I, you know, you know how I am. I'm, I'm a Taurus rising, so like you, you sprung me last week, and you were <laughs> like – so let's tell me about your trip. And I'm like, well, wait, I, I'm not ready to talk about, I didn't know we I'm were going to talk about this. And now I'm, now I'm like a bull in a China shop and I'm feeling totally uncomfortable and self-conscious and, and I don't know what to say. Um, but I really, I have a great story. I, 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 of course I think about it later because once I'm relaxed and I'm like, oh my God, I have this like crazy story that I wanted to tell Ingrid Yay. about the trip that I took my first astrology business trip, I had a crazy experience. So it has nothing to do with astrology, but it's, it's a good story. I told it to the, the Lyft driver and she like fell out of her, her seat and was like, that's the story of the year. So first of all, you know, I, I got in to where I was going like super late 
got in at like the flight landed at like 11 o'clock at night or not 11 not like one in the morning one in the morning local time and that's late for you too well but you know it's it was east coast so it was like it was like 11 o'clock california time so okay okay. but still kind of late and it took me like 30 minutes to even figure out where to get a lift and then once i ordered the lift i was looking at the app and it said for like 30 minutes that the driver was three minutes away and i'm looking at the driver just driving all over creation trying to figure out how to get to where i am which is exactly where lyft said i was supposed to be but she was very confused um and i guess this airport is very confusing and so she finally gets there i get in the car there's it's leopard printed seat covers it smells like stale cigarettes and and bad perfume (laughs) i mean it might have been (laughs) like the strip club vibe you know it's like what the fuck and so she's like she's like sorry didn't you see me i was in the parking lot over there but i I couldn't find my way over here i'm like okay so then she she gets lost getting on the freeway I have to help her find her way on the freeway of this city that I've never been to in my entire life just because I'm looking at the phone and I'm like, okay, I got to put the hotel in here because this driver doesn't know how to get there. And then her navigation says go left. My navigation says right. I I have to give her directions. She finally gets me to the hotel and as soon as, you know, and everything's cool. I'm like, thank you for the ride. And, and, and as soon as I get out of the, the car uh i get a text message from lyft saying that your driver has canceled the your your trip are you okay and i'm just like what did she do that on accident or did she feel bad or embarrassed because it took so long for her to to get me i don't know but anyway that's not even the story that's just leading up to the story so i get into the (laughs) hotel it's a really it's a really nice hotel but it's by now it's like it's two in the morning and there's one person working the front desk and I'm exhausted. And so, yeah, that would have been 11 o'clock at night. So we landed at like 10 o'clock West coast time. And then I got to the hotel by 11 o'clock West coast time. So it was 2 AM Eastern and she gives me the key card, writes down the room number. I get in the elevator. I go up to the, to the 19th floor of this hotel where I'm staying. I go to room 1935 as it says on the the ticket card and it's a double door i'm like all these single doors and this is a double door i'm like whoa did my did my client like a conference room or something well no did did my client book me a suite like i'm like did she she book me a suite and i try the the door and it won't work the key card won't work and so i have to go back downstairs I tell the front desk person, hey, this this key didn't work. And she's like, oh, let me fix that for you. She gives me a new key. She's like, it must be, that's an old key. Let me give you a new key. The new keys are better. Get the key. She clicks it to get me in the elevator. So the elevator goes up and then she leaves. I go up the elevator. I go back to the room and it works. And I open the door and I'm like, oh, wow, this is a suite. Like here's a living room, a dining room. Wow. I'm like, whoa, like <laughs> I didn't realize like my client was going to spring for me like this. And then I look 
over on the, there's like this table and there's like some shopping bags there. And I'm like, what is this? I'm like, is, is my, is the client like using this as like a staging area for her party or something? Like, uh-huh. I don't know why there'd be these like shopping bags in here. And there's a door that's slightly ajar, but closed. And I assume that's the, the bedroom. And so I go over there, I open the door and there's a no. woman in bed with the no. TV on sleeping. Oh no. Oh, and fuck. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh I don't my say god. Anything, but, but I just close the door as quietly as possible and quickly it scurry out of the room as quietly as I can. Oh and I god. go back downstairs and I'm like, uh, yo, you you gave me the there's somebody sleeping in the bed of the room that you gave me. And she's like, Oh my god, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like I just she realized she she wrote down the wrong room number. I was supposed to be the next the next door room. And so she gave me the card, a new card. This time I couldn't get it up in the elevator. So I had to go back a fourth time to the front desk. And she's like, oh my God, gives me another card. This time she actually takes me up to the room and then like unlocks the door to my room and I get in and I latch the door closed. I'm like, <laughs> man, I mean, like moral of the story there. What is the like, fuck, whenever dude? you're staying in a hotel, make sure you latch the door. Fuck. My God. Yeah. That would have been horrifying, especially for the woman. You have to wake up. And... She woke up and who, and there's me standing in the bedroom. Like <laughs> what? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so sketch. I bet that lady was really grateful that the, the the front desk woman was grateful that that woman didn't wake up because that would have been no oh yeah totally like I've been I told that story to another one of my clients and he was like well, that's a lawsuit <laughs> you know like yeah. imagine if she's like you know naked in the room or something or yeah. having sex with some like what do you, like no yeah, like nobody's supposed to go to in somebody's there. personal space exactly man it was she got. I feel like she got the front desk lady got lucky. Yeah, she got lucky. It was me because I was super cool and I, I wasn't yeah. like upset about it or anything. And and you know she was very grateful. But you know I understand. And also like, that you're we, not we like a in the creep. service. What's that? Or also that you're not a creep or like a thief or something like. You <laughs> yeah, could have right. Like oh cool. Like who knows who could have come in the room? Seriously. So yeah, that was my exciting story from the road. That's gnarly yeah that's crazy yeah yeah oh and i also wanted to say this is our this is our what this is our 153rd 52nd uh-huh is this our 150 no this is our 153rd episode we were supposed to celebrate so, yeah. our 150th episode <laughs> So yeah, oh, we, we made it to God. 153. Forget 150. <laughs> we didn't even mention that we made it to 150. We're just like so in the zone doing this. We're not even paying attention to how many episodes we've done, but we've done over 150 episodes. Thank you, Ingrid, for being a part of this journey with me. I'm so honored yes. and grateful to have you as my partner on this journey of the weekly transit. You have been such an integral part of my journey as an astrologer and introducing me to people all over the world. And I just can't even tell you how much, I mean, you see it from, from the comments and the messages that you get in the comments on YouTube, but I 
I mean, everybody that, that listens to the podcast that, that does a reading with me is always talking about Ingrid and how much they love Ingrid. So very grateful for you. And we've had over 250,000 plays of this podcast since we uh, started almost three years ago, coming up on our three-year anniversary. So thank you, Ingrid. You're welcome. Did you imagine when when I asked you to be on this podcast that you would be doing three? It's been almost three years. That's just crazy. Which is basically, we didn't really even know each other. I know. Leading up to this podcast, it was basically like I heard you. I heard you were an astrologer through work. We worked together at a restaurant, and I had a friend who had a wellness podcast, and I thought you guys would be a good match because she interviews people who are like in the wellness world. And then you got some business out of it. You were super excited and you gave me and my business partner, Chris, a, a reading out of it um, you're, as a thank you. And then we were so blown away by the readings that we wanted to offer you something. And we were like, well, what, do, what can we do for you? And you're like, I want a podcast. <laughs> and that's kind of how it also it was just so random. And then all of a sudden I was like, people are like, how did you end up with this podcast? I'm like, I literally don't even know. It just like appeared. Scott just appeared in my life. And how- basically my personal astrologer and then and then Chris's like whole family has seen seen you basically but mm-hmm. my cousin my cousin my aunt like uh, you've just become a part of our world my friend Meryl came over um and she was like I was telling her you moved to Long Beach and mm. she was like oh my gosh I miss Scott like I need more Scott in my life like, I feel like all of my I friends like and even like I don't even know if you've met oh I think you have met my friend Brian oh yeah he listens to the podcast and he's always talking about you. Like, I feel like you've integrated yourself into my world. We have. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I can still, it's interesting how certain things stick with you and you just know that like you have this sort of, I don't know, inclination that somebody's going to be a part of your life. And, and I remember the first time I saw you, like very vividly. And I remember the moment that you asked me or you said to me, you know, my roommate's got a podcast. You you should maybe go on her podcast. We were standing at the side of the bar at the service station where the, the computers were behind us. And you were like, I was on like the, the side of the doorway going to the restaurant. And you were like, if I looked at you, that's where like the lounge was. And I remember looking at you and you said to me, like, you know, my roommate has a podcast, like you should maybe go on it. I think you'd be a good guest. And I was like, yeah, that'd be amazing. But I remember that so vividly. And then the other thing that I remember very vividly is standing outside of the office. I remember you. that. Yeah. And I was like, can you believe we're going to have a podcast in one month? We're going to be doing a podcast. And that was like, that was like the very beginning of March 2020, right before COVID started. It was like a week before we stopped yeah. working at that restaurant. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it all started right when the quarantine began, which was such a, it was such a blessing that that happened because I don't know what the fuck I would have done. My life was falling apart. Like immediately after meeting Scott, everything went upside down. I was going through a breakup. Then I had to move just like, and I was in a, not a good place mentally. So mm. I feel like you, you know, showing up every week and a bunch of times in between, Yes, <laughs> you know, calling me just so much crying and mm. transitions and like deaths 
of my life like you've been there for so mm. much yes yes it's been a a crazy couple of years really it has what a journey what a journey and then we now we've we've written a book together i know we're on amazon <laughs> scott's getting flown around the country <laughs> wild some just really sweet like i get really nice messages i love hearing from people on instagram if anyone ever wants to write me I love hearing people's stories. People share their, you know, spill all their tea with me, whatever their breakup or their, you know, dark stuff or fun stuff. Like, I feel like I have relationships just through Instagram, like from the podcast. Yeah. The only time I've ever used really social media for connecting. Sometimes I forget, like usually I'll use it to scroll and just, you know, entertain myself. But like, it's really powerful. Like Ricky, I hear me and her, I'm like, I need to meet her in person. Like, (laughs) I feel like she's like my big sister or something. Yes. Like she's so fucking cool. And like, I've never even met her. We're just through the, through you and the podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a lot of people that I just feel very connected to that I've never even met in real life. And yeah, it's yeah. pretty amazing that you can. And like, I also love listening to podcasts. So I feel like people feel like I'm their, you know, their friend. Like I listen to podcasts and I, I basically hang out with them every day while I'm like driving and I just feel like so connected to that person. So when I get to hear from people through Instagram and whatever, it just feels really fun because it's really just me and you. Mm-hmm. I'm just by myself in my house now. Well, we used to do it like you used to come here, but yeah, now it's just us by ourselves in our house. Yep. So it's really just fun hearing from people. And <sighs> yeah, I feel like this has been... the podcast and you have just been like a solid staple in my life Mm. and even this morning we got into like not even a tiff but like a panic of times and whatever (laughs) and scott was getting frustrated and then i was getting irritated and then you know we get on here and he's like i love you ingrid everything's fine like yes you know i feel like we our communication we're able to really yeah, just show up. We're also we're allowed to be irritated and annoyed and then also feel compassionate. Like as soon as you were like, Ingrid, I just wanted to cook breakfast and now I'm you changed the plan and I know Scott does not like changing his plan last minute. I just started laughing. I was like, Oh no. Yes. Scott was annoyed, but now I feel bad that he got annoyed. Yeah. And then I was feeling bad because you felt bad. I was like, Oh god, now Ingrid's mad at me and <laughs> she thinks I'm mad at her or whatever. It's like, no, I just I just want to eat, please, Ingrid. I mean, I really feel like you, like as a business partner, you're just, you're just always so solid. You always Mm. come through. It always feels so consistent. I never have to worry about anything. You're just always Mm. the same. You always show up. I love it. In, in the perfect way. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. Of course, Ingrid. So happy 150 slash 153rd episode anniversary that we missed. (laughs) Yes. Then, wait, when's the when's our three year? April April I think it's April sixth or something. I don't know like exactly what the the week would be. Okay. Like our, our first episode, like if we go back to the beginning, I mean Well it would I be fifty two like, times three. Yeah, I mean I don't even it's like so long we, ago. We can look later. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm actually I'm scrolling back. I'm almost there. Let's see. He's going to get it. Uh, April 6th. Yeah. April 6th was uh, 2020 was our first episode. It was a 32 minute 
in 56 second episode oh my god i don't even want to hear it or look at my like no i'll never listen to that (laughs) i was so all of it was just so nerve-wracking at the beginning just the idea of capturing what we were talking about felt like so much pressure to like i don't even know i felt like there was so much insecurity in not knowing about astrology hearing my own voice like i guess i probably should go back and listen and compare it to how it is now which just feels so comfortable and easy and like just able to show up so authentically and not even yeah it'd probably be funny to listen to you know Uh, i probably could just cringe at myself yeah i mean you're i remember you saying that like after listening that first episode the first time you were like on the floor crying oh i was so humiliated by myself Mm. it was well it wasn't just my voice it was seeing myself be in or like hearing my the insecurity in my voice having that captured was just too much for me mm-hmm. yeah it and was just capturing really, yourself it was, in a way it was, it was awkward for both of us i mean that's why we recorded like four episodes before we even published them away yeah, yeah exactly because oh I my god like, i can't imagine I that first first one that we just didn't even ever like release oh god so awkward we, just, we also like didn't even know each other or yeah. what to even really talk about exactly we're basically strangers totally that didn't have any experience being like on podcasts or doing podcasts mm-hmm. or it's yeah. so awkward you know, you know and that's such a lesson i feel like we're doing really well like you've built an amazing astrology career and like we're really turning this into something and three years is a long time, but it's also not that long to really like it is successful. We're yes. on the podcast, the iTunes, Apple charts on the top 200 every week next yep. to like some really big names. Yep. We have a great loyal listenership. Like I couldn't really imagine that this is where I didn't, it would end up. I didn't even know what, I, what the purpose of it was really. I was just like, okay, <laughs> I should do something interesting. Like, why not? Why not try out a podcast? My, the girl that Megan that had the podcast that you were on, she was always like, you should have a podcast. You should have a podcast. So when you asked, I was like, okay, I guess so. But, you know, just if you want to start something, just do it. The beginning is not going to be easy. It's very, un- it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's not always easy to show up every single week and like make sure we, we come through. But in the end, I feel like it's, become easier and easier as time has gone on like there's mm-hmm. been uncomfortable moments but i think that's just part of life and it is. if you want to have success just i think being consistent and like not letting your fear get in the way because there was a lot of fear and discomfort yeah. like even after that first episode was released i feel like the only reason i kept doing them is because i committed to you to do something mm-hmm. otherwise like if it was me i would have never probably released anything because i was just too embarrassed yes well for me it it's just always been about the astrology and I'm going to, I'm going to want to talk about what's going on with the planets and stars, whether I'm doing a podcast or not. So it's like, I, that's why I wanted to do if a anyone, podcast. So if anyone that knows Scott, <laughs> the only thing he talks about is astrology. Just every, every aspect of everything, watching a show, watching a movie, meeting a new person, any sort of a conflict or a gossip or the, it, the politics anything he brings it all back to astrology so like this is his passion i feel like maybe gabriella is lucky that you have the podcast because she you probably talk about astrology less with her now. <laughs> totally totally yeah she's like i don't <laughs> i mean she 
she is definitely interested in astrology and like, like she, you know, she just finished her, her thesis, her graduate thesis for her master's and part of the subject matter is astrology. But that being said, like she also doesn't want me to talk about astrology with her all day, every day, you know? I remember, yeah. I remember we went out to dinner and she was like, oh, enough, Scott. Like, <laughs> I forget what we were saying. And she was like, all he ever does is talk about astrology. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, it's true. So this is a so great if anyone, <laughs> yeah, It is. I'm like, if anyone needs any fucking astrology help in their lives, Scott's your man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ingrid. And I mean, this makes you more than, I think more than being an astrologer, you're really at heart i've always felt this that you're a teacher like i you know if anyone's new to the podcast the whole purpose behind it isn't just to give you the answer to mm -hmm. what's happening it's to give you the why and to also learn the language of astrology that's why we wrote the book together so if yep. you're if you're new to astrology or if you just want to further along your education in astrology and get better versed in this language we wrote a book together it's on amazon the basics of astrology Yep. The basics of astrology. You can go to the website, theweeklytransit.com, or you can go to Amazon and type in, you know, the weekly transit, mm -hmm. you know, any of the things. Scott and there's paper yeah. paperback copy or a downloadable version for your Kindle. And yes. then usually when you're, I mean, ideally when you're listening to the episode, you have your book out and you pull up the website, theweeklytransit.com, you go to the forecast tab. It's an overview of everything we talk about here as well as the visuals that you see flash across the screen briefly if you're not watching it we do youtube and spotify there's a video option and you can see what we're looking at here if not you can just follow along with the forecast on the website subscribe to our youtube channel if you haven't yes please subscribe yeah smash subscribe. that subscribe button <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's what everyone says. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at the Weekly Transit. Mine's at Ingaroo, I N G A R O O. Um, rate us five stars. Share it with your friends. If you want to support the podcast, you can donate. Uh, there's a support link in the in the the show notes. One dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars a month. If we're helping you navigate life more gracefully, we appreciate everything that you send our way. It helps us spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. Yes, absolutely. Am I missing and, anything? Well, and if you want a reading with me, yeah, yeah, go to theweeklytransit.com if you're curious about how these transits are affecting you directly, or if you are curious about your own astrological code and where the planets were and stars when you were born and how they have shaped you from body to soul. I will never send you an unsolicited message via Instagram or any other social media outlet. Yes, that's not sliding. People have been impersonating me. Not going to do that. If you want a reading with me, please contact me at theweeklytransit.com. My schedule's there. You just book directly through the website. So and Scott was mentioning that he's not going to slide into your DMs because people no. have been making multiple profiles. So if someone's messaging you as Scott saying they want to give you a reading, it's not true. He's never going to reach out. Just go to the website and you can schedule it yourself. Exactly. That's right. So very big week. As I said, oh, the sponsors. Let's, uh, should yeah. we thank our sponsors? Yes. Yeah, Let's thank our sponsors. Jasmine, Brenna, Kendra, Barbara, Grace, Janelle, Vincent, and Michelle 
Clarissa, Nicole, Aline, Robin, Cassie, Merdinas, Brooke, Ricky, Amaranth, Libby, Annie, Amber, Stephanie, Deborah, Haley, Janine, Carrie, and Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for donating to the podcast. We appreciate you so much. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So shall we get into the week of March 7th? Wait, March 6th. Yeah, March 6th through the 12th. Yes, March 6th through the 12th. Big week. Big week in astrology. So let's begin. We'll get into why it's a big week and all that. Let's begin with this very simple alignment here of the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish, Pisces, aligning in a supportive sextile with Uranus, the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull Taurus. So this is what Ingrid's talking about when she says that I like to be a teacher. That's that's really my joy is helping make astrology simple, easy. It's complex, but it does not need to be complicated. And we just look at the, the symbol and the sign. What does that mean? The sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality in Pisces, this is bringing light, life, and vitality to your unconscious. The unconscious is where you keep all of your psychological baggage that you don't want to deal with, the guilt, the shame, the regret, the blame. So during this period of the sun in Pisces, you want to show yourself compassion. You want to face the demons that are carrying your psychological baggage and face them with compassion so you can integrate those thought patterns and memories with understanding, forgiveness, and love. For yourself and empathy for those around you, the alignment with Uranus, something's being stimulated here in your unconscious that is relating to the material. Maybe uh, you're feeling some instability with your self-worth and what you value, or maybe it's something positive. Maybe your dreams are coming true, but whatever it is, there's some sort of new frequency that's occurring here potentially in your life. And you're meant to go with the flow, do what's new rather than cling to the past and hold on to the way that things have always been. You know, with Uranus, it's about joining the revolution as opposed to fighting the revolution. It's an uphill climb. So join the revolution of your mind, honor and value yourself and show yourself compassion along the way. I'm thinking that if we're tapping into that Pisces compassion of our unconscious, maybe we have discovered something in the unconscious and that's going to bring about the revolution in Taurus, that Uranus and Taurus energy, where we discover something new about ourselves. Mm. By showing ourselves compassion is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Like it shifts something. Maybe that's, it's so good. I love that. That's like the, the thing. It's like you, maybe in this situation, you normally would have beaten yourself up you know, like this morning when I was like in a panic because Ingrid like was switching the times on me, but <laughs> didn't even wasn't in her mind switching the times. <laughs> she thought that the time was the time, but so it's just confusion. But I had to show myself compassion and be empathetic to Ingrid and not fly off the handle and burn everything <laughs> up. And so <laughs> it was like I almost canceled today. I was so flustered. <laughs> <laughs> it just never happened. I felt so bad. Uh, 
I know, I know. So, and it's so funny too because I'm I'm just here by myself. It's just it's just me. There is not even Gabriella's like in the background or anything. It's just you just me, like so. things to be set set in their thing that cha- changes. You need like a a heads up, mm-hmm. a long heads up to shift your uh, what you'd like to be doing or planning. Totally. Absolutely. The I mean, unexpected that's, is not and, ideal for you. And that's that energy of the bull. You know, the bull is where Uranus is, and it's bringing that sort of agitation or unexpectedness to that stable energy. And mm-hmm. and so, you know, I'm a Taurus rising, and anyone else that's a Taurus rising, Taurus moon, Taurus sun, like you can probably relate that you know, like the bull, you don't like to be rushed. It takes time for the bull to get to where it wants to go. And when it's rushed, then it becomes like the bull in the streets of Pamplona or whatever that are like charging in a panic, you know, trampling over people and stuff because they're just freaked (laughs) out, you know? So, yeah. Um, We like to be serene and peaceful. I have an example. Um, of a way that healing something in my unconscious with compassion has kind of shifted something in me. Maybe you can tell me if it really relates to Mm -hmm. this um, alignment, but growing up, I always like was very, very shy and timid unless I was like very comfortable with the people I was around. I was really quiet. And I always hated that about myself. I wish I didn't feel that way. It was a lot of anxiety, Mm -hmm. like underlying, like not fitting in or feeling nervous or something and like just very sensitive and i remember telling um this girl one of my friends it was like a new friend i had just met her it was one of my good friends his wife came to meet us and i somehow was telling her i wish my parents would have done something about it like helped me in some way not be so shy Mm -hmm. and she was just like well maybe your parents just thought you were perfect the way you were and I just started like crying because I, I hold, held on to this, this thing in my unconscious of like, I wish, like I wanted to be different so badly and I wanted my parents to somehow do something. And I felt like they didn't, they weren't aware enough or they didn't care enough or something to fix that. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, there's nothing to fix. They probably just, and it was just such an innocent, like honest thing to tell me. And I was like, oh my God, it just shifted everything for me. Cause I had some sort of like resentment towards my parents for this thing that I made up in my mind. It was really just an unconscious belief about myself. Such a beautiful reframe. Wow. Right? It's amazing. This stranger came in and just, this one sentence just shifted my my value system, really. It felt like totally like a revolution and a healing in all in one. Who said that to you again? Uh, this girl, Padma. And one of Chris's met... longtime friends, oh, okay. um, Dave Buddha, who's like an amazing musician and yeah, kind I of like remember. mentor to me in a way. Mm-hmm. I met him in like San Diego, so I'd known him for like 10 years and it was his wife. Wow. So beautiful. I mean, look, you're a Virgo and, you know, Virgo isn't the Virgo's the virgin. The virgin is shy and and quiet and in the corner, like, you know, not wanting to stand out. It's a very introverted energy and you're a fourth house virgo sun which is cancer which is super sensitive you know remembering that the fourth house is associated with the fourth sign just putting up here on the screen 
for those that are watching, you know, the fourth house is associated with the fourth sign, which is cancer. This is where your sun is, Ingrid. So even though you are a Virgo sun, you're a fourth house sun, which is like you're a cancer sun and you are a cancer moon in the second house, which is also introverted because that's Taurus. And so that is why you have these introverted qualities. The funny thing is, is because you're a Gemini rising, which is extroverted, people don't really see you as introverted. They see you more as extroverted because of yeah. that, that experience. I mean, I don't even, I feel like now the introversion I feel like maybe when I turned like 16, everything shifted. And now I don't ever feel that type of shy energy. I feel very confident and comfortable in new situations. Definitely that Gemini rising energy. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know what, like, yeah, around 16, I feel like that all shifted and I don't feel the shyness. I feel like the introversion comes out and just needing a lot of time to recharge or having like a internal dialogue, but not in a shy or I don't know. Mm -hmm the demureness i don't know where that went now I, like looking back like i couldn't imagine myself like working in a strip club you know and even at the club i feel like the comment that i get most that is that like you're so confident on stage like very like dominatrix vibes like wow. much more like aggressive than i would <laughs> and i think maybe also like i'm maybe disarming because i'm usually like off stage i'm very like smiling and like engaging and interested mm -hmm. in in meeting new people yeah but i don't know where that really or i guess a lot of that virgo energy comes out in like the critique like i went to a dinner with my friends like just picking things apart mm -hmm. we love to just you know destroy all like even if we have a good time at the restaurant we're picking everything apart we've been in the industry for you know basically my whole life and so whether it's that or art or, you know, a project that I'm working on, like the critique is, I mm -hmm. think, where the Virgo comes out the most. Mm. Love it. Awesome. Oh, I did want to say before yeah. we move on, mm -hmm. um, we have time markers in the show notes. So if you want to go ahead or go back in time and look at a certain day, which is what I like to do when I'm having a bad day, I'll go or even a good day, I'll go and check in. Um, yeah, the show notes, you just click on the day of the week and it goes right to that time marker. So you don't have to scroll around or re-listen to the whole podcast to find out what's happening on Tuesday. Awesome. Thank you, Ingrid. Mm -hmm. Tuesday, March 7th, we've got the full moon in Virgo. The moon, the planet of emotions in the mutable earth sign symbolized by the virgin Virgo opposing the sun in Pisces. This is the full moon in Virgo, which reaches its fullest capacity at about 4.40 a.m. Pacific time. So translate that to wherever you are in the world. But at 4.40 a.m. Pacific time, the moon will be exactly full. Uh, it, this, is, this is about the full moon is a release. It's a releasing the energy that is holding you back from following through with what you, the intentions that you set during the new moon. And the new moon was in Pisces a couple weeks ago. And that was about setting your intentions to trust your intuition, mm. to show yourself compassion, to be empathetic to others and to have faith. And so the moon in Virgo is 
about releasing any of that critical voice, that critical nature that is preventing mm. you from trusting your intuition, from being compassionate to yourself, from being empathetic to others, and from having faith. That Virgo energy can sometimes hold you back from faith, compassion, empathy, and intuition. So what is it about that critical voice or that critical nature of you that you can release and cleanse? You know, Virgo rules the intestines, as we know. Let's, I want to, I just love doing this. So um, oh. I want to show. And then so I think Scott's going to pull up the book. Yeah. And if anyone's curious about the book, everything that you see in these slides is kind of what is, in the book it's more of like a glossary of signs and symbols and like shortcuts for how to learn all these terms it's not like a novel it's much more of a glossary so yes exactly it's a glossary and it's just made just meant to be, make it easy for you to understand like quick answers to these things like virgo rules the intestines and, and when you think about virgo ruling the intestines the intestines are there to eliminate whatever is in the body that is no longer serving you Ooh, and so like are there critiques, criticisms, are you overanalyzing within yourself that is holding you back from feeling, let me put it this way, feeling lighter on your feet, because <laughs> that is what Pisces rules, the feet. And so, yeah. you know, is there something in your intestines that's making your feet heavier because when the feet are light, you feel like you can fly. I'm and I can fly because I'm connected to all that is. Yes, Pisces is the woo. It's the woo. And so we're in the woo season, the woo-woo. It's about connecting <laughs> to all that is. I'm connected to all that is, and all that is, and all that ever has been, and all that ever will be is connected to me. And I have faith that I'm living in my divine existence as you are living in your divine existence, and everything that I am doing is in my highest good and in your highest good. And, and so it's about releasing those critical voices that are weighing you down, eliminating them. Now, that's the, the full moon. And I will say, if you would like to learn about how the next moon cycle will be affecting you directly, enroll in my moon cycle classes at theweeklytransit.com. I'm very excited about the next couple moon cycles because it's very special. This year we have two new moons in Aries. Uh, the first new moon in, in Aries is at the beginning of Aries. The second new moon in Aries is at the end of Aries. Um, but this next moon cycle class, we'll be talking about the new moon in Aries and the full moon in Libra. And then the moon cycle class after that will be the second new moon in Aries and the full moon in Scorpio. So very excited about this energetic shift that is occurring, but we have to talk about this major energetic shift that is occurring right now. Ingrid, do you know what the symbol is here? Saturn? Yes, Saturn, which is a cross of matter and a crescent of receptivity pointed down, pressing into the ground. That's why it's bent, signifying the work that is required to achieve your ambitions in the material world. Saturn is the god of wealth and time, the planet of restriction, responsibility, hard work, achievement, and authority. And today, Saturn begins its transit in Pisces. Saturn 
will continue transiting through Pisces from today, March 7th, 2023, until May 24th, 2025, and then will again transit through Pisces from September 1st, 2025, until February 13th, 2026. So this is the planet of restriction in the sign of compassion. The planet of responsibility in the sign of faith. The planet of achievement in the sign of the unconscious and intuition and empathy. So at this beginning phase of Saturn transiting through Pisces, Ask yourself, what dreams would you like to bring into reality? What would you like to achieve in terms of your unconscious mental framework? Are you willing to do the work required, and it's going to take a lot of work, to show yourself compassion? We all suffer from this. I do as well. I can't even tell you how many times during the week I'm catching myself, beating myself up in my mind, and I have to remind to show myself compassion. I have to remind to treat to remind myself to treat myself the way that I treat other people, hmm. which is with empathy and compassion. And sometimes I don't give myself that same empathy and compassion. And so this is the work, and it's going to be a lot of work because nothing is easy with Saturn. And people get freaked out and afraid by Saturn. Oh, no, it's Saturn. But Saturn is that authority. When I think of the authority, you know what comes up for me, Ingrid? My third grade teacher, Miss Vance. She was the most intimidating woman I had ever met at that point in my life and maybe of all time, you know, yeah. like all the other kids that were in third grade ahead of us were like, Oh my God, you have Miss Vance next year. Uh -oh. You don't know how bad she is mean. And she was this woman who was, you know, she was at the time she was probably in her fifties, but to, into my like uh, eight year old, nine year old, however old you are in third grade mind, she was like a hundred years old. <laughs> it was just like the scariest looking, most intimidating woman I'd ever seen in my young life. And everybody told us how she was like this battle axe who was really hard. And so we were scared, all of us going into third grade about Miss Vance. But the thing that we learned about Miss Vance was when you did the work required, you receive the reward. And I remember in third grade, we learned our multiplications. And she split us up into two teams, half the class on one side, the other class on the other side. And it was a competition to see who could learn their multiple choice. And the winner got a pizza party. And I think everybody got pizza, but like there was some sort of benefit for the side that won. I remember my team won and we saw, felt so much pride in winning the pizza party and we felt rewarded and that's what Saturn is. Saturn is when you do the work, you receive the reward. And so that's why I ask you, what dreams do you want to bring into reality? And along the way, are you willing to do the work required to show yourself compassion 
to bring those dreams into reality. Because along the way, you're going to come into roadblocks. You're going to come into periods where it's hard, it's difficult, and you're going to may find yourself in a situation where you're saying, you're so fucking dumb. You're a fucking failure. You're, you know, you're an idiot. I, you, you, you're dreaming too big. You know, this is never going to happen for you. No, you need to show yourself compassion. And you need to think back to the last time you felt this way about yourself or about someone else. They're so dumb. They're this and that. Think back to the first time you felt that way and show yourself compassion so you can be empathetic to others and compassionate to yourself so that you can lift yourself up and bring those dreams into reality. That is what Saturn in Pisces is all about. It's really funny that you bring up like your third grade teacher because the example that was coming to my mind was literally from like just this weekend at work. <laughs> like so many of the girls, uh, you, there's usually the night managers, so many of the girls complain about them because they want to sit in the dressing room gossiping, drinking wine, mm. being annoying and super loud and then the manager comes out and they're like are you gonna work like you can't just sit in here gossiping you're supposed to be out on the floor selling dances also you guys are annoying as fuck and you're not supposed to be drinking like you're irritating everyone shut the fuck up you know and that was just like the regular occurrence which i'm always out on the floor because i'm there to make money i'm not there to just sit around socialize it's not really my mo but usually the younger girls you know it's a different energy for them so whatever so i'm, I'm usually very compassionate about it and i just know that that's how they are and afterwards or i was like oh my god he's so mean and i'm like i mean he's not mean just go work and he's not gonna yell at you exactly like here a lot of the girls will be in the day they're like i'm scared to work at night because this guy's like this manager's like always like so rude i'm like well i've literally never had an issue with him he's actually super fucking cool like all you have to do is do your job and he's not gonna yell at you like i've exactly. literally never had him say one thing to me exactly and then so i get to work that's like kind of a regular occurrence i get to work these girls are going off. It is 8 p.m. They are obviously drunk. They are hyped. They are like, I come in, they're super excited to see me. They're like, oh my God, hi, hi, whatever. Then another girl comes in from I don't know where that must be like their best friend. Then they're like screaming at the top of their lungs. I don't know what is happening. I start pounding on the manager's door because I'm like, I'm trying to get fucking ready. And these girls are like literally next level, like it's fucking 4 a.m. shit where they're just like hammered and just so crazy. But he like, while I'm trying to knock on the door, he bursts out of the office and he's like, everybody got out of the dressing room. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and everyone's like, God, oh my God. I was like, dude, all you have to do is do your job and there's nothing to be scared. Like take responsibility for yourself, take some pride in your work and you're not going to get in trouble. And that goes for, you know, every class I've ever taken or like any, like even in the restaurant industry, there's so many times where like, I hate this manager. I'm like, I don't. I do my job and they don't fuck with me. They love me actually. Like I always am loved by the manager like because David. I do my fucking work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, he's so annoying and nitpicky. I'm like, he supports me every time I need something. He's there. Like that's a good manager to me. Exactly. He wants everyone to do their job weird. Do your job. Weird. Do your job. <laughs> and you and don't have a problem with the manager, yeah. <laughs> with the authority. So it's like, you know, yeah, just taking responsibility for ourselves. Exactly. I mean, I guess, and I don't know where the compassion part even comes into that. It's like maybe when, you know, looking back, we're not always going to be good at taking responsibility for ourselves because we haven't learned well, responsibility I think the, yet. I think the compassion comes in and that's the work. 
that is the work. The work is showing yourself compassion. Um, and that is that can be a hard job because you might be really hard on yourself. And sometimes you might be too hard on yourself. And that is when you need to do the work to show yourself compassion. And through doing that, the dreams will come true. You know, it's it's amazing to me. I just want to give a shout out to Miss Vance. God rest her soul. She's now passed on. But, you know, she was, she became like a close family friend to Aww. my family, to a lot of other families in that class that I had. And she would say years and years later when I was an adult, and she'd be like, yeah, your third grade class was different. Like you, it was a special class. And, and that just really touches me. I mean, I went to her, her memorial service, her funeral service several years ago, and there are so many former students and families of students. Um, She was just so well revered, but that is what happens when you do the work, you receive that reward of appreciation and the appreciation was mutual between her and, and us. And so hopefully this Saturn in Pisces is going to, by the end, by the time we get to February, and it's interesting that it finally moves out of Pisces for good for the next 20 some years, 30 years, uh, in uh, the day before Valentine's day in 2026. So hopefully on that Valentine's day in 2026, like everybody's living with a more open heart and and we're there's just more love and appreciation for one another that's my hope and dream for saturn in pisces okay we're going to be talking about this a lot over the next few years so we can move on we'll be talking about it more this week as we will on wednesday march 8th uh, we've got saturn in pisces making an in conjunction this is an alignment that we don't talk about too often but there were no other major alignments occurring on this day Uh, so i went with this in conjunction where it's aligning with the moon in libra and i feel like it's a really nice alignment to look at even though the in in conjunction can be a little uncomfy as Ingrid likes to say, and and just to give you some reference, this is you know the in conjunctions. There, it's kind of an awkward alignment because it's alignments that occur between signs that are in different elements and different modalities. So they don't share anything in common. We've got uh, we've got Saturn in Pisces, which is mutable water, and and we've got the moon in Libra, which is cardinal air. But Libra is symbolized by the scales, and the scales represent balance, harmony, equanimity, fairness, relationships. So the question is, is how can I be more compassionate in my mm. close personal relationships? How can I be more empathetic to my partners? How, what, what is the work that I need to do in order to bring compassion into the relationship so that through my showing compassion for myself, mm. I'm inspiring my partner to show compassion for him or herself. Uh, and, and so that we can be more empathetic and appreciative of one another. 
I mean, I think the perfect example is both of us this morning. Like, you were annoyed, and then I was annoyed, and then somehow both of us, once I heard why you were really annoyed, then I felt compassion for you, and then you felt compassion that I was irritated, and, like, in the end, yeah, we're able to just move, easily move on and have balance and harmony because we're showing ourselves and the other person compassion, knowing yourself and knowing that you don't like things to be shifting at last minute notice like i know that about you so you being able to share that with me brought you know me like was able to give you the compassion it was just like being able to communicate about our needs and how we are and not being like beating yourself by being like oh i wish i was like more flexible it's like no scott's not flexible he's <laughs> he's not going to be flexible he wants it like he's flexible in other ways but like when it comes to this i know that's upsetting for him so it's easy for me to give him compassion i'm like oh i don't want scott to feel bad mm. like and just remembering that we can do that with ourselves as well like scott could be beating himself up for not being more flexible but it's like okay well that's just part of him we're not going to change everything about ourselves sometimes things are just in our nature and if we can communicate that to other people then they're going to be able to show us compassion too. Like I'm not always the best with writing things on my calendar. And I'm sure that's annoying for Scott because he likes, you know, but I try to always like, you know, I always show up on our time. I don't miss it or anything, No, but Scott course. definitely has to remind me. And he knows that I'm just like scatterbrained <laughs> and he shows me compassion, yes. which makes me more compassionate with myself because yes. I can easily be like, Oh my God, I'm such a fucking idiot. Why is my planner in the car? Why is it in there? Why? <laughs> And now I just started a new planner in a notebook like a psychopath because I just, just the whole thing is too much for me. But yeah, just being able to show the people we're in relationships with compassion as well as ourselves. I think it is such a nice lesson. Yes, absolutely. Awesome, Ingrid. Thank you. Thursday, March 9th, we've got the moon in Libra now opposing Chiron, the wound and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram aries which is also conjunct and opposing the moon with jupiter the god of thunder lord of justice the planet of luck and expansion this is an alignment we'll be talking about over the coming days as chiron and jupiter form this conjunction this is you know when you talk about that empathy and and compassion this is Jupiter, the planet of expansion, and Chiron, the wound, in Aries, the sign of self-confidence. This is really expanding our insecurities, and especially with regards to relationships with Chiron and Jupiter opposing the moon in Libra. So what are your fears? What are you afraid of in your close personal relationships? Are you, um, where are your insecurities? And what can you do to face them, to be more courageous in stepping forward and saying, this is where I need work. I need to pay more attention in these areas. It's pay attention to the tension so that you can move through the energy that's stuck. That is what this alignment of Jupiter and Chiron is all about and opposing the moon in Libra. That makes it about relationships. And then thinking about that Saturn energy, showing ourselves compassion. So, I mean, if we're tapping into having balance and grace in our relationship, like in our relationships with our emotions, that doesn't mean we need to be soft. Like there's this Aries energy 
Well, what are you afraid of? What are your insecurities in relationship? Well, I think not hiding from them, like being direct with how you feel is going to like heal those wounds and insecurities. Mm -hmm. Like we can't, sometimes we want to hide from expressing ourselves because we think that will create balance and harmony. Mm -hmm. And it's just not true. That's Mm going to create an imbalance. So the more Mm -hmm. we're actually able to express ourselves, even in the discomfort, it's going to bring more balance and harmony to our relationships and heal the wound to our Mm self-confidence. That's right. Yeah. If you're hiding from something that's bothering you, in your relationship or you're trying to hide an insecurity, it's actually going to bring an imbalance to the relationship because you're not being authentic. And if you're not being authentic, you're not being fair to your partner. And if you're you're not not. being fair to your partner, you're inciting war. Yeah. It's going to come out eventually Uh in some sort of a way and it's not going to be cute. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to wonder why. I mean, I think a couple of weeks ago I said something where I just, I told you I like burst out crying over something that had happened days before because I didn't have the opportunity to say it. And my friend is like, why didn't you just say something? Hmm? Why, why would you keep it in? Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't even, and then it's so confusing for me when it just comes out of nowhere. Like, just say something when it happens. Even yeah. if it's uncomfortable, it's fine. What am I going to yell at you? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be mad if you're having a moment. Just share it with me so we can like work through it together. Yes. It's like, I I feel like the more annoying thing is to keep it in and then explode. Like just, Mm -hmm. then I'm trying to, I'm trying to play catch up. How am I even supposed to like be there for you if you don't share what's going on? Mm -hmm. I could have just alleviated this yesterday and then we wouldn't be in this weird moment going to get burgers and you're crying over something that I don't even know what the hell is going on. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that was just me being, you know, insecure and trying to like have, you know, create balance and harmony where there wasn't any yeah and everything's fine everything's fine i'm not bothered by anything and then two Mm. days later you're crying over going to get burgers and it's like what the fuck is going on with you yeah literally it was like wait what just happened i know exactly nothing happened yes like well i decided to keep it in yeah Let's be real, Mostly. Cancer Moon. You're, you can't hide your emotions for long. So let them flow. Let us know what's going on. All right. And as we move on to Friday, March 10th, we've got Saturn again in Pisces, now aligning with the moon, which has moved on to the fixed water sign symbolized by the scorpion. Scorpio. This is the the planet of emotions in the deepest darkest most passionate most secretive sign you may be hiding your emotions during this period or maybe with the saturn energy in pisces it's looking in to those dark hidden corners of your emotions and showing yourself compassion yeah i feel a lot of compassion and healing and especially with those secretive parts of yourself, just being softer with them. Like we also have those things that maybe we don't want to share mm-hmm. and that's normal and natural. I think maybe yesterday you got some stuff out and then today you're able to be like, Oh, okay. Maybe this is, you know, our unconscious, maybe this is why I was hiding it from them. And the more we're able to be soft with it, it's going to be easier to express next time. So maybe just learning from yesterday to have compassion with ourselves for when we do hold things inside like whatever our fears and insecurities and it's going to take time 
You know, like I, I'm gonna go back and look and see how many times this alignment's gonna be made, but it's probably gonna be made, you know, what it like uh 12, probably like 30, 35, 40 times, 40 times, you know, the moon in Scorpio is gonna align with Saturn in Pisces. Uh so this is this is the first one. And the first one in uh well, you know, that that brings up I wanted to say during the Saturn section, but I'll say it now. Um, think back. Think back to these dates. These were this was the last time Saturn was in Pisces. Saturn was last in Pisces from May 20th to June 30th, 1993. And January 28th, 1994 until April 7th, 1996. So this alignment with Saturn and in Pisces and the moon in Scorpio is the first time since maybe March or April of 1996. So it's been like 27 years. Um, and so this is a revisitation. This is also important to know for anyone, if you were born between May 20th, in June 30th, 1993, or January 28th, 1994, and April 7th, 1996, this is the period of your Saturn return from March 7th Ooh. to May 24th, 2025, and J September 1st, 2025 to February 13th, 2026. If you were born, so the time before the last time that Saturn was in Pisces was March 23rd, to September 16th, 1964, and December 15th, 1964, to March 3rd, 1967. If you were born during those dates, this coming Saturn through Pisces will be your second Saturn return. So okay. during the Saturn return, you want to focus on your North Node frequency. And if you're unclear about what that is, again, I encourage you to reach out to me for a reading and I'll get deep into your North Node because Saturn, the authority, is about pushing you to take responsibility for your soul's purpose. When Saturn returns to where it was when you were born, it's the authority coming back into the classroom saying, okay, I gave you all an assignment. Did you do it? Or for Ingrid, ah. you know, the manager coming back into the dressing room and saying, what the fuck are you girls doing? You women doing in here drinking and bullshitting, like get out there and do your work. So, you know, that is the authority coming back. And so if you're somebody who was born during those dates, the authority's coming back into the classroom to see coming if, you for were, you. if you have done your North node work. And if you're not doing your North node work or you haven't done your North node work, then you're going to be in trouble. Exactly. Big trouble. Big trouble. Um, so. <laughs> also, if you go to our YouTube channel, there is a North Node uh, video. video that's yeah. like maybe 15 minutes long or something that talks kind of all about it. So there's a little preview. It's not personal. Like, it kind of goes into each sign a little bit. Exactly. Um, but yeah, if you want to know more, definitely get a reading and Scott will give you all the, all the good stuff. Exactly. Yes. Holding you accountable for what you're supposed to be doing on Earth. Yes. Do you remember what was going on with you, Ingrid, back in uh, May to June 93 or January 94 to April 96? Like you were barely, I mean, you weren't even 10 years a, old yet. Yeah, I was in like second or third grade. 
That's really hard to know what's happening in there. Yeah. That was my, I mean, I was very shy and I was also like a very good student. Mm. Um, I always got like, I took a lot of pride in my work, I think from like sheer anxiety of not wanting to be in trouble. So I was like extra responsible. Mm. <laughs> awesome. I always enjoyed schools. So I don't know. It's so hard to know when you're yeah. little. You only have like little fleeting memories of what even has happened what what has happened so long ago yeah i was in high school and college during those days last uh couple years of high school and first few years of college and uh yeah it was uh it's a challenge it was a positive time it was a challenging time and then ultimately it was really positive so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens this time around so Moving Dude. on to yeah okay Ingrid has moved on to Saturday, yeah, so Saturday March eleventh and there's a lot happening here on this chart. Uh, we've got we've got Chiron and Jupiter Wait. conjunct. What? Before you start, mm-hmm. I just I don't know if this is not common or if I just hadn't recognized it before, but it looks like there's a major alignment with each of the four elements. Yeah, well it's that... not all together, but. We're looking at all four elements, yes. Interesting. It's kind of cool, right? We've got water, yeah. fire, earth, and air all represented here. It's a nice color combo. So, yeah, yeah. we've got uh, Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination in Pisces, aligning with Uranus and Taurus, just as the sun was aligning on Monday. We've got Chiron and Jupiter, which are now at the same degree, 14 degrees in Aries. So look at what's happening. Look at your astrological code. If you have key astrological points or planets at or near to 14 degrees in fire, air, or cardinal signs, then this alignment between Chiron and Jupiter expanding the wound to your self-confidence and your insecurities is affecting you directly. And then just a little further beyond in Aries, and this is, you know, if you look out in the sky at night, you you can see Jupiter up high and Venus down low as Venus is setting before Jupiter, but they're getting closer and closer and closer together. Or no, they're getting further and further and further apart is what's happening. Um, closer together because we're recording this early. So never mind that. Cut that out. Um, but you can see the the two um aligned with each other, and maybe you've been seeing that in the in the evening sky. But uh Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships is aligning with Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict in the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, Gemini. So Mars, sextile Venus, the gods of war and love, connecting, bringing words into action, words into action in relationships, putting your thoughts into words and your words into actions in relationships, and then Mercury, in Pisces, aligning with Uranus and Taurus, bringing your dreams into reality, thinking innovatively, um, compassionately in your thoughts, in your communication, and then facing your insecurities with Jupiter and Chiron 
a lot happening. How's that feel to you, Ingrid? Mercury bringing awareness to our subconscious, like same like that Monday energy, but now we're just becoming more aware of it. We're being more conscious of it, the con conscious of the, the revolution to our values when we start to see what's in our subconscious, mm -hmm. we're starting to shift mm -hmm. and then Chiron and Aries is just healing. Wait, is Chiron and Aries by itself? It's with Jupiter connecting to Jupiter. Okay. Do you see it? Yeah. You see, these are two right here. They're both at yes. 14. Okay. Okay. Expanding that wound to your self-confidence as it was and continue will continue to be back on Thursday. We talked about it a little bit, um, but then Venus are you being courageous and authentic in the way that you're communicating in your close personal relationships? Are you backing up your words with actions? It's not just about talk. It's about thought, words, and actions. Those are the, the three keys here. Yeah, having one without the other isn't very useful. Like, even if you're doing the thing, but you're not communicating properly, like, that doesn't feel good for the people in your life. And vice versa. It's like, well, you can talk all you want, but if you're not actually doing the thing, then what the fuck does that, it means nothing. Mm -hmm. It's very confusing and disjointed. And, and the more we're doing that, the more we're healing our wounds and probably the wounds of everyone else when we're doing what we're say we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And those, it helps you feel like you can count on someone else. If somebody, yes. you know, people yes. always say, oh, I really appreciate you. Or you hear people saying, not saying to you or me, but in general, like people, people will say, you know, so-and-so is somebody that I know if they say something, they're going to do it. Yeah. And that means something. That helps quell the insecurities because you know that you can rely on person X because whenever they say they're going to do something, they actually do it. Are we moving on, Ingrid? Yeah, I'm speaking. Sunday, I'm trying to be March 12th. We've got Jupiter and Chiron and Aries still conjunct at 14 degrees. Again, if you were born with any key point or planet at or near to 14 degrees in fire, air, or cardinal signs, this is affecting you directly. If you want to learn what that means for you specifically, theweeklytransit.com, schedule a reading with me. The moon in Scorpio, moving forward in Scorpio, aligning with the sun in Pisces at 21 is, degrees. This is a very is this a, supportive aspect here. Is this the hmm? same alignment as Thursday? No, Thursday was well thursday was this but you're talking about friday which is when the moon was yeah. at zero degrees in pi in scorpio aligning with okay. saturn in pisces and now the moon no. has moved on and is aligning with the sun in pisces so okay on on friday when the moon in scorpio was aligning with saturn in pisces maybe it was digging into some deep and uncomfortable hidden areas of your emotions. And you're realizing that you really need to do the work required to show yourself compassion for these hidden feelings. And then on Sunday, 
with the moon in positive alignment with the sun. Hey, Sunday, name for the sun. That is hopefully by then you're feeling like, oh, I can really share what I'm what I'm feeling. And and I was yeah. really uncomfortable about these feelings, but now I'm taking it easier on myself. And hopefully those that you're bonded to that you share intimate relationships with, they're like, I see you, I feel you. And that's totally fine. Like, please, like, don't ever beat yourself up over that on my account. Like that's because <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Um, so yes, finding that empathy with one another, or maybe you're the person that's helping your partner, those that you are intimate with feel compassion towards themselves by saying, Hey, you're being too hard on yourself. Take it easy on yourself. You're an amazing person. I love you. And you know, things happen. It's not the end of the world and we're all connected. We're all one. That's the woo of Pisces <laughs> this week. <laughs> that was a big yeah. week. Yeah, right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Quite an episode there. <laughs> Feels like we did a lot. So Yeah, we covered a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of work a lot of work to do. Yes. Compassion yes. is seems like such a simple word, but actually tapping into and allowing yourself to feel open to just accepting things as they are and not wanting to change them is really really hard mm-hmm. whether that's to someone else or within ourselves. Mm. so that just takes a lot of internal energy and maybe time and space of sitting with yourself and actually contemplating these things it doesn't like it can happen in a moment like i met that girl and she said you know maybe that's exactly how you were supposed to be like that shifted something in me instantly but mm-hmm being reflective and maybe i mean even just going through going to the website the forecast all of the journal prompts are in there i feel like being reflective asking ourselves questions that we wouldn't normally ask ourselves i think that just like that external prompt from this girl padma was just like oh okay i didn't even think to ask myself that that what if question Mm -hmm. so maybe getting some answers from our sub our unconscious our subconscious whatever you like to call it um by asking yeah just asking and seeing what comes up Mm -hmm. yes and that's not something that just we do well maybe some people just do it naturally but i don't sit around and contemplate how it got there why it got there how do i get rid of it how can i be softer with it so setting aside some intentional time to figure out what's in there Mm -hmm. and being gentle with ourselves that's the work everyone uncomfortable work it is Totally sitting in silence, sitting in silence and just with your thoughts. And then if that's not easy for you, if that doesn't sound interesting or like possible to you, you know, going to sometimes like a yoga class, a lot of the times those kind of classes, they ask you introspective questions. So you're setting aside time, maybe some sort of a moon circle going to one of your classes, Scott, Mm. you know, you're working on things in a group, but also there's a lot of contemplative time to answer questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Any sort of like maybe community or like a class that you can take where it's some external accountability for setting aside this time with ourselves or even just with a friend being like, Hey, it's the new moon or whatever. Let's set our intentions. Like, let's write something down or we don't you could share it you cannot share it just doing something to set aside time to ask ourselves these questions whatever that means for you 
mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like like oh i can't meditate and it's like well meditation can take a lot of different forms yeah it like, necessarily... like you're saying yoga is like yoga is a moving meditation mm-hmm. and so when you're doing yoga you're not just sitting still you're moving and but like but it helps to clear your mind it does totally like that when you're in yoga class like all these thoughts come up and it's like wow i had this epiphany i realized that i'm being too hard on myself or whatever you know and there's yeah there's also um yoga nidra which is like nidra is supposed to be like the in between of sleep and awake where you're Mm. able to access your subconscious Mm. so it's not a movement-based class it's kind of like a meditation but a, a guided meditation which for me is much easier to access just clearing my mind when there's some sort of guide or you know something to listen to mm-hmm. um, but usually there's a, always a theme when you do that kind of work so they'll be asking you the questions you don't have to come up with questions on your own to ask yourself it's like you clear your mind and you allow the answers to come in from yourself mm-hmm. and also not i mean maybe i'm just being very extra but yoga not all yoga is created equal so maybe we're saying yoga and you've been to a class and you're like well that's not what happened there mm-hmm. like if you go to bikram yoga or hot yoga or you know yoga on crack whatever the ones where you're just exercising there's ones that are just exercise classes but there's ones that feel like a little more spiritual and in um introspective so mm-hmm. you know maybe finding something that might work for you or some people just find just pure exercise meditative for themselves yeah. Maybe setting aside time after you exercise. Running, jogging, kind of... surfing, mm-hmm. hiking, you know. And then the aftermath of allowing your nervous system to be regulated, then asking yourself those questions where you don't feel like your mind is cluttered with everything from your day. Mm-hmm. You're able to kind of access the past and all of that. Yeah. Awesome, Ingrid. Amazing. Yes. Do we have anything else for today? That's it. That's it for me. Okay. Well, again, if you don't have the book, go buy the book. It's in the show notes. Yes. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, go smash check that it out. subscribe button. <laughs> no, don't say smash. That's what all these guys say. Smash that subscribe button if you haven't already. <laughs> smash the subscribe button. Yeah. Follow the, you know, I don't know what you even do. Follow. Follow us on uh, social media. Follow us on on Spotify. Write us on Instagram. Do all the all the things. Yes. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye, Scott. Bye, Ingrid. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.